0: This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Darrell Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Hello, this is Russell Moore. You're listening to Signposts. I received a question from a listener, and what she said was that she's experienced a time of sin in her life and uh, struggling with a persistent sin in her life, and she says that right now she's going through a time of some health troubles and, and those sorts of things, and so she's wondering uh, if she's under the discipline of God, and she's, she's wondering how she would know if she's under the discipline of God. And so what I would want to say, first of all, is, yes, listener, you are under the discipline of God. And, and I'd like to say to every Christian who is listening to this, you are under the discipline of God. And you're hearing from somebody here right now who is under the discipline of God. Now, the, the reason that that sounds kind of alarming and we say, well, why in the world are, are, are you saying that? It's not because I'm saying, well, your health trouble that you're going through is connected to your sin struggles that you're going through. I'm not saying that at all. As a matter of fact, Jesus prohibits us from doing that. So when his disciples say, well, why was this man born blind? Jesus' response is, it's, it's, what did he do, they ask. And Jesus' response is, uh, he didn't do anything. This was so that, so that God would be glorified. And then when the disciples say, well, did you hear about the tower that fell and killed those uh, people? And J- Jesus doesn't say, well, these people were committing these horrible sins, and that's the reason why. The tower fell on them. He said, you need to be worried about your own selves, that, that worse does not happen to you, doesn't equate those-, those two things with being together. So that's not what I'm saying with being. What I'm saying is that we are asking, how do I know if God is disciplining me because we don't really have a biblical view of discipline? So let's, let's listen to this uh, passage of Scripture. In uh, Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 3, and this is what the Bible says, "'Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons?' All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. The reason why this is an uncomfortable question, and the reason why this listener is so alarmed about what's going on in her own life, is that often we assume that discipline is punishment. Or even we assume that that discipline is correction, the the, the sort of uh, idea that is contained here about chastising or, uh, in, in other places, rebuke and reprove. Because when we think about discipline in the earthly sphere, when someone says, how do you discipline your children? They're asking a parent that. What they typically mean is, do you do time out? Do you take away privileges? What what do you do to correct in this sort of corrective disciplinary way? Discipline, though, biblically, is about more than that. Discipline is about training. I mean notice the way that uh, the passage that we just read is it 's talking about the fact that you have people who are growing uh, weary and, and they 're growing weary because they have some external stuff going on against them. People are coming after them. people are plundering the property. people are are, are seeing them as as marginalized. And they have some internal stuff going on. They're, they're grappling with their own sin. Now, what Hebrews is not doing is say, okay, take a chart and look at all of these days that you have grappled with covetousness or all these days that you've yielded to lust or all these days when you've been angry at your brother and then connect the dots with whatever it is that's happening in your life. No, instead, he says, these things that you're experiencing such as struggling and grappling against sin, that is the discipline of the Lord. Now, it's not God punishing you. It's not God coming after you. It's you're being trained. And so you're being trained. All of us, if we are in Christ, are being trained by our Father. And trained for what? We're being trained in order that we might be heirs of his. And an heir in the New Testament, is someone who receives an inheritance, and that inheritance uh, is, is not just something you get and put in a bank account. It's something that you cultivate. You, you continue, and so you're joint heirs with Christ. You will rule and reign with him, and so God is, is training you. So when you hear that word discipline, don't think first of the child with his nose in the corner uh, being punished by his teacher, by his parents. Think instead first of something like military boot camp. Uh, I have a friend whose son is right now in the, the first week or two of being in basic training for the United States Army. And he's going through a really rigorous sort of time. His mother is is really worried about him and you know, as all all moms would be uh, during that time the United States Army is not punishing him. The United States Army is not saying, we've seen all the the bad things that you've done in your life and we're punishing you for that. No, they're putting him through what feels like a lot of punishment. What feels like, I just can't, I just can't take this. I just can't handle this. But why? It's because they have a future for him. And the, the future for him is that they want him to be able to Fight the enemy, to be able to fly an aircraft, to be able to supply munitions, or whatever it is that that he's going to be doing within the military. He's being disciplined. He's being trained. So he will know what to do, and and have the the skills to do it. That's what discipline is doing. God is shaping you. God is forming you. That's not just with those things that we see as kind of interruptions in our lives. But that is also including the things that we would consider to be the normal aspects of the Christian life, which is why we call them spiritual. What disciplines? We we learn how to do them. We we pray, we uh, read Scripture, we fast, we gather together with the people of God, we worship. That's all discipline. Because it's training us and it's getting us ready for the life that we have before us. Then there are going to be ways that God's going to come in into our lives and is going to work to shape us. It's not punishment. You don't have any punishment from God if you're in Christ. If you've repented of sin and trusted in Christ, then God is not punishing you, your your punishment is gone. Your punishment is once and for all at the cross. God is not angry at you. God sings over you, as Zephaniah says. God uh, is pleased with you, just as he's pleased with Jesus. Romans 8, there's no condemnation for you. So God is not angry at you, and God is not uh, exasperated with you in the way that a human parent might be. If, if one of my sons just persistently Is getting into the same kind of trouble. I'm going to have a number of things going on. One of them is, okay, how can I help him not to uh, be in these patterns, which I think are going to be really destructive to him later on? That's going to be part of it. So I've got a son that uh, one of his chores that that he's assigned to do is to go in and to take the trash cans in all of the rooms uh, in the house and empty them into the big trash container that goes out to the road. Well, I'm not punishing Jonah by doing that, and I don't really need Jonah to do it. I could do it. I could do it quicker than I could come in and tell him persistently, why am I doing it? I'm doing it so that he will learn what it is to have a responsibility in some small things and to learn how to carry those things out. I'm disciplining him. But sometimes there are going to be patterns of disobedience or patterns of of um, just a failure to be able to acquire the skills needed for life that I'm going to become frustrated with. And, and I'm going to have to grapple with my own sense of uh, exasperation uh, with with my children. A human parent will do that. God isn't driven by that sort of thing. God instead has this plan here for you, and it's a plan that is deeper and wider than the plan that you have for yourself. Even if you're one of these life plan people who's just planning everything out in advance, God's got a more detailed plan for your life, and God has a plan for your life that isn't necessarily anything that you would choose. It's best for you. It's it's working together for the good for you, but you might not be able to see how he's working together for the good for you until after resurrection from the dead, after you're in this joyous new work of uh, ruling and reigning with Christ, in the new creation, then perhaps you can look back and say, oh, I see what God is doing uh, here and here and here in my life. Sometimes we can see it now. I can look back and I can say, where were the times when I was the closest to God? Where were the times that were sort of the pivot moments uh, in my life? And the other day, I just wrote them down, sort of what are the crises that I faced where I thought, I am never going to make it through this? And In every one of those situations, what I noticed was that they were the events that actually shaped everything that I would count to be good in my life. Those were the times when I learned to trust God. Those were the times when I learned to cry out from God. Well, why? God was disciplining me. God wasn't punishing me, but God was disciplining me. And how was he doing that? Well, he's doing that the way that uh, he talks about in Deuteronomy chapter 8 to the, the people of Israel, I made you to hunger, not to punish you, not because I'm angry with you, not because I'm I'm trying to kill you. I made you to hunger so that you would know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're being disciplined. Another word that you could use here is shepherded. So that the the metaphor that's being used multiple places, John 10, I'm the good shepherd, Um, uh, Psalm 23, in which the Lord is my shepherd. Well, at one point, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, what's a rod and a staff for? It's not to be angry at the sheep. It's not to punish the sheep. A shepherd who wants to vent his fury on his sheep is not a good sheep tender and is probably not going to make it in that way. You got to cultivate them. The rod and the staff is to come in when that sheep veers off and is going to be going into a place that's dangerous, where there are predators or where there's a, a cliff that one could, could go over, or, or even just to get, get separated and lost from the rest of the flock. He, he uses it to, to nudge them back into this line, and to keep them going to where he wants them to go. And where does he want them to go? Not to the mutton factory. He wants them to go to green pastures. Uh, He's working in the best interest of the sheep. So with my listener, she may say, well, am I being disciplined by God? Yes, in the broadest sense you are you're Christian, but she may say, are these struggles that I'm going through right now, are they directly related to uh, other things that are going on in my life? And the answer to that is maybe, maybe, but not in the way that you think. It's not God keeping a ledger and saying, I'm going to come after you for this, that, or the other. No, it's Instead, the sort of thing, I think of a a song that Rich Mullins sang, one of the the last songs that he recorded on the, the Jesus record called Hard to Get. And he says, I can't see where you're leading me unless you've led me here where I'm lost enough to let myself be led. So it could be that what's happening in your life is that there is a lack of dependence upon God there's a lack of depth in terms of your relationship with God, and God is taking you through this period of time to shore you up. He's causing you. I mean, One of the things that I've noticed that when I go through some difficult times, I'm not able to go in and say, well, it's because I did this or it's because I did that, but what I do notice is that I come out of those times more prayerful, because I'm put in a place where I have this sense of desperation that I ought to have all the time. The sense of self-sufficiency and confidence in myself that I have is an illusion. If I really knew just how imperiled I am and just how weak I am and, and what the universe is actually like and what's really going on around me, then I would be driven the way Jesus is to consistent ongoing prayer. Deliver me from evil. Give me my daily bread. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It might be that what God is doing is to say, this is someone who's struggling against sin, and this person is trying to struggle against sin in the flesh, and so providentially, I am bringing her back into line by allowing her to go through the kind of situation where she's going to learn what it means to be dependent upon God, where, where she's going to to learn what it means to seek the resources of the Spirit rather than just trying more and 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 doing more. It could be that that's what's going on in your life, or. It could be that what God is doing is allowing you to go through this time in order to train you and to prepare you for something else. It may not have anything to do with some sin that you're struggling with in your past or in your present. It might be a situation similar to what the Apostle Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians when he talks about that thorn in the flesh, that he says is a messenger from, from Satan. It's 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 something it's it's terrible that he's grappling with. But why does God allow him to bear that thorn and why does God not take it away? So that, he says, I would not become conceited. So I would not boast. God is not disciplining Paul for something in his past. God is God is directing Paul away from a potentiality in his future. You might well be uh, given over to a kind of overconfidence, a kind of boasting in yourself, kind of lack of dependence in the future if you're just left to go on the track that you're going right now in a way that's going to end up being bad for you. And so the discipline of God is something that's training you to avoid something bad that could happen to you in the future, or to prepare you for something good. The discipline that you're going through right now may be because there are, or even just the providences that you're facing right now, the the situations that you're facing right now, may well be because God is intending for you in the future to minister to uh, someone else. Henri Nouwen talks about uh, the wounded healer. There's a sense in which people can misinterpret that, but the central point is right. Our, our places of brokenness, the, the places where we've wrestled with God and we, we walk away with a limp are typically the places where we're then able to better equip and to minister to people. You don't know. You, you, can't, you can't read and work out all of that providence. Instead, what we should do is when we're faced with these situations that feel really disciplinary, uh, whether that's directly the discipline of God or not, let's respond the same way. Let's see that as, okay, this ought to remind me to continually be confessing sin, bringing whatever it is that I have before the Father, and, and saying, God, here is... Here is what is going on in my life. Forgive me of this and cleanse me uh, of this. To remind us to pray, to remind us to humble ourselves, to, to remind us to, to remember that we're mortal. And that we need the power of the Spirit, that we need the favor of of God, that we need the gospel of, of Christ Jesus continually brought before our minds. Let's respond in the same way that we would, even if we did know that whatever I'm going through right now is directly a chastisement of God. Because whether it is or not, God's working, Romans 8, everything in your life, including that, for your good. And so, To come back to what the book of Hebrews says, what's the point of being trained by this discipline? Well, he says in chapter 12 and verse 12, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. God is preparing you and God is in that discipline healing you, not trying to destroy you. He's healing you. And so, recognize the goodness of God in that. Recognize the the healing in that, so that you can have confidence. God's not trying to break your spirit. God's not trying to uh, God's not trying to to drive you into the ground. What God's trying to do is to strengthen those knees that are weak and to lift up those hands that are that are drooping, so that you can. Verse fourteen: Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. That's the ultimate plan. That's the ultimate goal of what's going on in God's disciplining of you. So if you're wanting to say, well, I'm facing fill-in-the-blank because fill-in-the-blank, you, you can't know that. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't even give a lot of time to thinking that. Instead, what I would say is, okay, i What I'm going through right now is tough, and I don't really know what to do, and I also know that God is, in everything, shaping me, conforming me, training me, so let me see what it is in this situation that God has given to me in order that I might seek Him. That is a productive thing to do. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts.